to the J. Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. This week's show guest is Chris J. Reed, who I like to call the Jedi Master of LinkedIn. Chris is the founder and CEO of Black Marketing, and he also is one of the 100 most influential LinkedIn bloggers, one of LinkedIn's top social sellers, and one of the world's most viewed LinkedIn profiles with over 70,000 followers. He's also a best-selling author of multiple books, including LinkedIn Mastery for Entrepreneurs and Personal Branding Mastery for Entrepreneurs. Today, we sit down and we talk about LinkedIn and how all entrepreneurs should be using this powerful platform for their business. Let's get right into the show. Chris Reed, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, very happy to have you on here. And I think that uh, we're going to have a very enlightening discussion because uh, you are have expertise in something that I believe that most of my audience uh, needs to hear. So, uh, Chris, well, why don't you just introduce yourself to the audience? Sure. I am Chris J. Reed. I am the only CEO of the Mohawk, and I run four companies, uh, global companies that are all focused around or centered around or sometimes using uh, something like um, a catalyst of LinkedIn. They're all four companies, including Black Marketing, which does LinkedIn, Dark Art of Marketing, which does personal branding beyond LinkedIn, Mohawk Marketing, which does TripAdvisor for entrepreneurs and then exploits it on LinkedIn, and Mastery, which is our masterclass brand all about LinkedIn. So you are basically a LinkedIn Jedi, and uh, you know we had an awesome sort of uh, you know fireside chat uh, you know not too long ago at Startup Grind, and you know I definitely knew that I had to get you on the podcast because you delivered so much value there. And I think that our, you know, for anyone that's sort of, uh, you know, an entrepreneur or even a, just a business professional, they need to hear what you have to say. So, uh, but first, before we dive into LinkedIn, why don't you give us some background on how you became an entrepreneur? Because that's also something that I like to, uh, you know, feature for my guests, because I think that this, I like to hear the story, the backstories, and I think our audience appreciates that too. I'd, I'd love to share that. I mean, when I was, I was all came about because I think it's very much in my family tradition. My uncle was an entrepreneur. My father was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. So I very much wanted to be an entrepreneur when I was young. And I realized pretty quickly you need to build up a network and connections. Um, and so as soon as I felt like that I had enough connections and knowledge and experience, I formed my first company when I was 30. Um, and that was a very successful partnership marketing company, sold it, uh, formed another one, um, and then went through five years of that and then moved to Singapore to become an entrepreneur in Asia, forming a completely different company. And that's the spirit, I think, of being an entrepreneur is you basically adapt and iterate and look out for opportunities. I had no idea I was going to be a LinkedIn entrepreneur. But I came across to Asia, did not know a single person, started using LinkedIn for networking and job hunting and then sales and marketing for those particular jobs that nobody else was using it. But I was getting fantastic success. So I then thought, wow, this is this is my calling. This is what I need to do. This is what, how I need to help people. And this is how I can actually build business as well. So hence, Black Marketing was formed five years ago. That's fascinating. And it's, it's very much in line with a lot of uh, successful entrepreneurs where they're trying to basically solve a pain point for themselves in their personal lives. And then and, you know, they realize, you know what, I'm not the only person that's struggling with this sort of thing. So maybe I should make a business out of it. And why did you choose uh, Singapore, Chris? 
Oh, well, that's very easy. I mean, having been in London for like 20 years, I just got very, very tired of the weather, the taxes, the people, the underground <laughs> girls. And then I came to Singapore and the weather's beautiful. It's always hot and sunny. The girls are sexy and they're not wearing very much because it's hot and sunny. The tax rate is zero. It has the best airport in the world as opposed to the worst airport in the world. It has the ability to travel everywhere. You know, I was in Hong Kong a couple of weeks ago with you, three hours away. I'm going to Sydney next week. It's seven hours away. I go to Bangkok, Indonesia, Vietnam, they're only a few hours away. I mean, it's an amazing place to be an entrepreneur. It really is. Like, I can just say, I'm going to go to Vietnam for three days, and I'm going to meet up meet up people there through LinkedIn, and I'm going to investigate things. And that's, you know, one of the reasons I chose it was Singapore over Hong Kong. It's very, 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 very near was exactly that pivotal point about the fact that um, Singapore uh, and Changi Airport allows you to travel across the whole of Asia Pacific seamlessly. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, you know, I, you know, I, I don't travel nearly as much as you do, but I definitely have an appreciation uh, every time I come to Singapore at how seamless and how quick the sort of immigration process and just getting through and, and literally you're, you know, 15, 20 minutes, depending on how fast your cab driver is driving uh, away from the city. And it's it's amazing. And that's something that even Hong Kong, you know, I mean, Hong Kong has its, obviously, it has its nuances as well. And, uh, you know, Hong Kong airport is still a good 40, 45 minutes uh, away. So Singapore definitely beats uh, Hong Kong in that in that regard. <laughs> Hong Kong, I thought you were going to say 45 years behind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not one, terminal, not one terminal. It's working on its second. Singapore's working on its fifth terminal. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I always see Singapore, uh, Changi Airport, w- winning all the awards. Like literally yeah. every year, they're like yeah. the best airport in the world. There's something like that, right? Of the, at the top. Six years so. running. Six years running is one best airport in the world. Amazing. Uh, you know, I, I've definitely looked at Singapore myself. You know, I have a family now with, with three little kids. So mm. it's definitely much more kid-friendly as well than Hong Kong. Yes. So, okay, let's dig, let's dive right in, okay? I want to, I wanna, can you give us a, a brief overview of sort of the digital marketing environment for entrepreneurs? Obviously, it is something that goes hand in hand right now with entrepreneurship. You literally cannot be uh, successful as an entrepreneur unless you are online and, you know, out there. Uh, but, you know, like you said, you had a pain point that you were trying to solve yourself uh, via LinkedIn. Have you dabbled in some of the other social media networks? Uh, and what are your thoughts on that versus LinkedIn? You know, for me, uh, you know, I, I've, I've dabbled as well. And I just literally cannot keep up with, uh, with all of them. You know, Twitter, Facebook, they're, they're all just a lot of noise. Uh, so I was actually pretty happy when, when uh, you know, we got to talk about LinkedIn and I was like, okay, you know what, I actually want to deep dive and focus on one, one social media channel. And, you know, LinkedIn was the perfect one for, for, from what you told me. So maybe you could share with the audience a little bit of your views. Oh, without a doubt. I, I don't think you can be um, a jack of all trades. I firmly believe you have to be a master of what you believe in. And I'm very, very much a master of LinkedIn. But I know, I admit freely, I know nothing about Facebook. I'm not even on Facebook. I know nothing about Instagram. I'm not on Instagram. But as we saw the talk, Jay, very interestingly, Ashley, who actually is a fellow entrepreneur right. who is on all these platforms, actually said the same thing. She said that actually Instagram and Facebook were useless for business, and she got all her leads and engagement are real people and real professionals on LinkedIn. And even she, which ha- who has tens of thousands of followers on things like Instagram and Facebook, said it doesn't work. You get people 
basically right. I just don't have any money. Uh, there is no future there in terms of business. It's very much a B2C platform. And she herself chose LinkedIn as well. I believe that. So I believe that LinkedIn is very much the only professional network in the world. Only two countries you can't get it, and that is Russia and North Korea. So you can get it in China, which is phenomenally important, obviously. And it dovetails quite nicely with WeChat in China, which is also very important. But there literally is nothing else like it. I mean, I haven't bothered looking at anything else. We use YouTube, for example, to support the videos we then host on, we then put on LinkedIn, but we don't find any leads on, on YouTube. We kind of mirror um, Twitter only because it's linked to LinkedIn. But I have not got a single bit of engagement or single bit of sale through Twitter. And in Asia, really, is completely useless. I don't know anyone who's won clients on uh, but through Twitter um, in Asia. You know, there's a reason why they closed down their Hong Kong operation, half their Singapore operation, because people aren't using it. Even people in Australia who used to use it are now saying LinkedIn is more professional and is, drives more traffic than uh, someone like Twitter does in that country, which is quite amazing. The only, I think the only country who uses it is America. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And even even my I have a very small Twitter following, but I, I can I can tell that people out in Asia don't care about it. Um, and, and you brought up an interesting point, uh, Chris, about China, because, you know, obviously Facebook and Google and the likes are, are actually banned in China. They're not. So uh, the fact that uh, LinkedIn is not banned, uh, that's a huge, huge. I mean, obviously, China is a huge market. So um, I think that it's it's quite interesting. And, and you know, we talked about this uh, at the at the startup grant event. Uh, basically, you know, I think it's probably about 18 months now when uh, since LinkedIn kind of came back on the radar after their, you know, 26 billion dollar uh, sale to Microsoft. And it kind of people were like, wait a minute, what's going on here? OK, Microsoft is not a stupid company. They are not just spending twenty six billion dollars on nothing. So I think it perked up a lot of ears because people were basically like, OK, why are they willing to pay this amount of money for kind of like this this professional network that not a lot of people were on? I think people were more interested in Facebook and, and this sort of thing at the time. Uh, but now it kind of makes sense because, you know, it, it, it's, it's uh, you know, for a professional network, it's really the only way that you can you, you can go. So let's uh, so. So, OK, LinkedIn, uh, we've, we've gone over the other platforms. Basically, the other platforms, if you are a business professional, it's not really that useful to you. LinkedIn itself, um, you know, I think a lot of people need uh, a bit of coaching, uh, even even a 101, because I don't think a lot of people are doing LinkedIn right. I know myself, uh, we, 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 we kind of talked about this, uh, even at the at the talk, uh, you know, I, people kind of just throw up a picture and, and this sort of thing. What are what are some quick 101 tips that you could uh, share with the audience just to get started and just to just to not look, you know, like a like a novice on the platform? <laughs> I mean, you know, as you saw in the presentation and as you see from people's profiles, the easiest things are the simplest things sometimes when it comes to LinkedIn. Having a picture, having a photograph, which is actually engaging and actually communicates your personal brand, not your personal brand on a night out, not your personal <laughs> brand at the zoo, not your personal brand at a wedding or a funeral or on holiday. It's like it's not rocket science, it's business. So put a nice personal brand up there in terms of pictures so people like a networking event get a positive impression of you. And then have a strap line. You know, what is your strap line? What are your keywords? Mine is the only CEO with a mohawk. Mine is the most recommended LinkedIn entrepreneur. Um, what's your strap line? What describes your personal brand and describes your business? Put it there so people know who you are. And then do a background picture. I mean, people don't realize the blue background to your picture on LinkedIn is actually your advertising space. It's free. 
and it's on LinkedIn. So the real estate there is worth millions of dollars. If you were to sell that, it would be worth millions of dollars. LinkedIn sell that space, and it costs tens of thousands of dollars. Um, every single day. So use that to market your brand. So I've got, at the moment, mine's, I'm marketing, for example, some of my events I've got coming up, some of my locations I've got coming up. I market my recommendations, my books, my talks, my businesses, my brands. You know, I, I use it differently on a daily basis, a weekly basis. I change it around because people get bored of it. So change it around. And then have a summary section. I mean, again, this is not kind of, it's not rocket science, but so many people don't have a summary section. It's like a bio. It's like your CV. You don't need a CV these days. Your CV is your summary section on LinkedIn. Describe your journey. Describe what you've done. Describe why people should be interested in you. Describe why people should be engaging with you. Give them reasons. Don't put nothing there. And people go, well, what do you do? I've got no idea. Move on to the next person. And put some media there as well. Put some YouTube videos. Put some links to your website. LinkedIn is the number one driver after Google to drive people to people's websites from a B2B perspective. So if you're not using it, other people are. We drive so much traffic to our YouTube channel and our website through our LinkedIn. It's just phenomenal. And then the simplest one, the final one, would actually be having a content marketing strategy. You are in charge of your own content marketing strategy. So if you're not engaging, you're not getting any traction, you're not sharing properly, no one's liking, sharing, and commenting, no one's getting involved in you, it's because you don't have a very good content marketing strategy. It's as simple as that, Jay. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it takes it takes a, a bit of work to, to, you know, you have to understand the platform, you have to understand, um, you know, how sort of the, the, the platform works. And, you know, I, I think that um, it's it's something that if you're lazy, and you just, you know, try to to, to hack it or, or, or do shortcuts, then you're not going to reap the, the full benefits of it, right? So, um, you know, I mean, you, you, you mentioned a few things about, uh, you know, like, you know, setting up your profile and this sort of thing, you know, as far as uh, content marketing, uh, you know, how frequent should, say, an entrepreneur be posting on, on LinkedIn? Well, I would argue that you need to have a, a specialist strategy, which is called 411, which um, is most, most social media use, which is basically for every hard sell post about your business. So if I post something like daily about LinkedIn, I need to make up for it with one soft sell post about the industry. It could be about social media or digital or content. And then four completely unrelated posts. So I might talk about Hong Kong. I might talk about Singapore. I might talk about employment issues in Singapore. I might talk about being an entrepreneur in Asia. Something that people can engage with me on, emphasize with me on, that they are also thinking about and they think, oh yeah, Chris has got a point there. Well, it's good to Chris to share that. And then you hit them with a hard sell post about your business. Now, if you do that every single day, you'll end up with about six or seven posts on a daily basis. If you complement that with, say, videos, uh, interviews, uh, pictures of you at work, pictures of you at an event, uh, pictures of you interviewing other people, pictures, interviews of you interviewing other people and sharing that on LinkedIn. You have a good mix of a content marketing strategy that people aren't going to get bored with. Um, you can obviously be more conservative and post two or three times, but you have to remember that basically people do not use LinkedIn like you and I do. People use LinkedIn generally like once or twice every single week for like half an hour here and 10 minutes there. They're not using it 24-7, checking it every single minute like I do and like my team do for our clients because they don't have time and because their focus is on things like Facebook and other platforms or they're out there doing uh, business themselves. So you might think posting five or six times a day is actually excessive. I don't because you're targeting different time zones, whether it's across Asia, across Europe. We have clients in Europe and America. We have clients in Australia and New Zealand. Different time zones access LinkedIn at different points. So if you're not sharing, you won't appear on the feed. Somebody else will. They get the traction engagement. You won't and you miss an opportunity to sell. So actually being bolder and being more assertive and slightly more aggressive in your content marketing, as long as you're giving as well as selling, and that's the key, is the key, I believe, Jay, to success for a content marketing platform perspective on LinkedIn. 
Yeah, I think uh, Chris, you gave a, a really good analogy, and I, I don't remember specifically. Maybe, maybe you you know off the top of your head. Uh, last time when we were talking, you said that first of all, most people uh, have this misconception that LinkedIn is purely for uh, finding jobs or posting jobs, this sort of thing. And then you gave a really good analogy about. Uh, I think you had two different companies, and I don't know if you can you can uh, recall what what they were and and the, the example you gave, but it made it very crystal clear that one company was purely posting just job ads and it was like a company you wouldn't ever want to work for but then the other company Qantas and New Zealand Qantas and New Zealand here we go yeah we have that in the presentation in my my top 10 tips so Qantas very engaging content we're talking about how they all go out for wine after after um, a long hard day how they were featuring wine entrepreneurs and how wine entrepreneurs travel in business class and you know they talked about wine 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 and basically their whole page on LinkedIn Qantas' whole page is about content about engagement it's about employer branding it's about we do other things at Qantas as opposed to this that and the other uh, so it's all about doing that, whereas Air New Zealand just have job, 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 and that's all they had. And their jobs weren't very exciting, like sustainability jobs and you know really, really boring jobs. They weren't even really trying to encourage it. But there were thousands of jobs on there, which just made look Air New Zealand very desperate. So who do you want to engage with? Who do you want to work for? Qantas with the wine and the social side of things, the entrepreneurial zeal, or Air New Zealand who look desperate to employ anybody? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a it, it's. It's a uh, it's a very smart way, uh, and obviously their their marketing team is as as uh, worked yes. on this and formulated this uh, this plan. But I think that uh, you know people people don't people misunderstand the network yes. uh, first of all. So I think that the that if the, the sooner that you realize that LinkedIn is not just a jobs <laughs> platform or a you know jobs board, then the the more effective it's going to be for you. Now, as far as uh, you know, I want to dive in a little deeper, and you know, obviously, uh, some of the stuff that you do, you know, it's is proprietary for your clients. But you did mention, uh, you know, Sales Navigator last time we were speaking, and I think that most people don't even know what that is. They think, oh, there's LinkedIn, there's LinkedIn Professional that I, you know, if I pay, maybe I can get more leads. Can you just break down, like, give us a one hundred and one on what Sales Navigator actually is and why people are missing? missing like a really big thing here of course i mean i it's really interesting what i'm interviewing at the moment because we're doing lots of uh, recruiting because we're growing the black marketing team and i asked them every single person how many platforms are on linkedin and what are they called and people go huh what do you mean there's a different platform on linkedin they don't even know half the people don't even know that recruiter exists they just get approached when it comes to jobs they know about linkedin executive which is the main platform but no have no clue about sales navigator so they're amazed that they have this amazing platform called sales navigator so there's recruiter for recruitment people. There's LinkedIn.com, which is the executive version, uh, and there's the main um, feed. And then there's Sales Navigator. The Sales Navigator is a must and an essential for every entrepreneur, every executive who wants to find any kind of client anywhere in the world. And that's the key. Late sales Navigator delves into the data, tells you who's active, tells you who's how many share connections you have, tell me if these people have moved job recently, tells you if they're in the news, tell you how active they are. Uh, and they also say to you whether they want to be mailed for free. And you can get all this data on Sales Navigator and create target lists, which enables you to then generate leads on a daily basis um, using the LinkedIn Sales Navigator platform. So I use it. I set up all my meetings in Hong Kong the week I was there, and I won eight clients that week based on meeting people that generated through Sales Navigator. 
by targeting people who are actually entrepreneurs and founders of businesses who are active and they were on LinkedIn Sales Navigator. So we use it all the time for ourselves. We use it all applying for our clients. And this works anywhere in the world. So it works in Europe. It works in London. It works in Sydney. It works in Hong Kong, Shanghai, Ho Chi Minh, KL, Jakarta, Bangkok, anywhere, because it's all about the data. Right. So, so how much does Sales Navigator actually cost? It's the, the irony is, it's just amazing to me, it's the same price as LinkedIn.com's executive, business executive, which is about 100 bucks a month, um, kind of like from a Singapore perspective. So that's what's like 80 bucks, 80 US dollars or about 300, 400 Hong Kong dollars. Um, and it's the same price as LinkedIn executive, but it has 10 times the functionality. And it's like it's a misnomer that LinkedIn keeps selling LinkedIn.com's executive when it doesn't have the the search functionality. You can't save searches. You can't do a search on specific CEOs. You can't do a search on company size. And it's like this is like Sales Navigator is like the um, the amazing thing that people just don't know about on LinkedIn. Um, And so that's why we do so much of our talks about saying, you know, did you know about Sales Navigator? We don't even touch the recruitment side of things. We don't have any clients who asked us to do recruitment because we look at everything from a personal branding, employer branding, and social selling point of view. Um, that's to achieve their objectives, but it's all centered around Sales Navigator. It, it's Sales Navigator, it's, it is a LinkedIn product. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's with three platforms. Like I say, Jay, it's three platforms. There's Recruiter, there's LinkedIn, and there's Sales Navigator. They're three distinct platforms, but it's all under LinkedIn.com. Okay, so they are earning the revenue, but for some reason, it doesn't seem like, like, I, I'd never heard of it, honestly, Chris, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I've never heard of it until I met you. Nobody has. Don't be. 95%, 95% of people have never <laughs> fucking heard of it. It's just amazing. It's just ridiculous. I don't understand this. It's like they don't want to sell it. They just they are lazy. They just want to sell you the recruiter platforms and advertising and sponsored updates and that kind of thing. They do not want to sell you Sales Navigator, and it's just bizarre to me. So, what is the uh, you know like uh, on LinkedIn? You you have that. You also have this professional or whatever that you can. It's like a, a gold a gold emblem that you can pay for. Like, and I remember you saying that that was literally worthless. Like, it wasn't like don't <laughs> don't spend your money on that. <laughs> Is that you mean? Oh, the premium one, or the you premium, mean the job? Right, premium, yeah, yeah. premium, yeah. Well, I mean, the sales navigator is premium, recruiter is premium, and you can get premium in the middle bit on LinkedIn.com. So it's not worthless, worthless, but it doesn't mean anything because if people don't know what it means, then it's kind of slightly pointless. What's better is to have an open profile network. An open profile network is where, again, if you see on Sales Navigator, it tells people that you're open to be mailed. And that's phenomenally important if you're in sales and marketing or you run your own company like I do or you do, Jay. And you can be mailed by someone for free on Sales Navigator. Now, you only can tell open profile people on Sales Navigator. Um, So it's another kind of like slightly misnomer of LinkedIn. It doesn't actually work on LinkedIn.com. It doesn't work on Recruiter, but it works on Sales Navigator. You can tell people um, who actually want to be mailed. So, uh, and within Sales Navigator, I mean, I, I've actually never used it. So, is it? It's literally like a, a very detailed search function that you can basically create lists and, and this sort of the targeted list to uh, for your prospecting. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's. Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone is actually. Yeah. <laughs> unless you're unless you're a practitioner of LinkedIn, you would not have heard of that. No. So. <laughs> I think it's yeah. <laughs> I think it's a it's a it's a great little hack that you you definitely need to uh, you know look into. I'm going to look into it myself. Thank you for sharing that uh, for free with with my audience. I appreciate that, Chris. Um, what, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about your various businesses. I mean, you you mentioned them earlier in uh, the introduction. You know, black marketing, and you obviously have a mohawk, and you have a mohawk related uh, uh, brand as well. So, what are the different business lines, uh, and what do you working on right now 
So black marketing is the core business. It's basically was set five years ago. It's my first business in Asia uh, and it enables LinkedIn for you. So it purely does LinkedIn for, for professionals, uh, entrepreneurs and CEOs across the world. Most of our clients are not in Singapore. I just happen to be based in Singapore. Uh, and it does, does, does the social selling side of things. So it does the sales navigator. Then we have the dark art of marketing, which does personal branding beyond LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So we basically take a personal brand of an entrepreneur or best-selling author, celebrity chef or TV presenter or someone famous like yourself. And we basically <laughs> get them exposure. <laughs> we get them exposure at talks, the talk we did, for example. Uh, we get them exposure in something like the South China Morning Post or China Daily or the BBC or Fox News or, uh, you know, it could be The Guardian, it could be Tech in Asia, it could be wherever. But then we exploit that presence onto LinkedIn and we get them interviews. We also get them awards. We write books for them. We do best-selling best books. Uh, we do YouTube channels. Uh, but again, it's all exploited on LinkedIn. So if I get you into the Financial Times, for example, you might have, you know, maybe a thousand people, 10,000 people read your article, for example, because it's a paywall. But if I put that same column onto LinkedIn and say, hey, I was in the Business Times or in the Financial Times today, here's my column, you will get 30,000, 40,000 people reading it. And you get the kudos of being in the Financial Times, the Business Times. You get the best of both worlds. So that's what we do. They exploit uh, a personal brand beyond LinkedIn, but we use LinkedIn as an amplification platform. And then we have Mohawk Marketing, which obviously is named after my Mohawk. Oh, yes. TripAdvisor. We do TripAdvisor marketing. Again, for entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurs um, and CEOs who own groups of hotels and also things like bars, restaurants, um, are basically generating revenue through mice. Um, uh, and through corporate hospitality and through bookings from businesses, for example, we then use, we manage their TripAdvisor page, but we then manage their TripAdvisor page with a B2B perspective and take the reviews and put them onto LinkedIn. And then again, we use the Sales Navigator platform to target event organizers and people who book rooms and people who book hospitality to then book mice into LinkedIn for themselves for their hotel or their restaurant or their leisure venue or their tourism venue, for example, but they're literally a B2B perspective. And that can be as diverse as, you know, Ritz-Carlton in Hong Kong, or it could be, you know, Hong Kong Disneyland. And you're thinking, why Hong Kong Disneyland? Well, actually, they have a mice perspective. They have a mice objective. Because uh, literally a mice, that's just, I've just said, just realized mice, Mickey Mouse, but they actually have a mice <laughs> as in meetings, incentives, conferences, and events objective as well. They right. want people to have events right. there. It's a great place. It's half an hour outside of Central. So people want to go there, but not many people know you can actually make a booking for a conference or an event there. So they're talking to us about using um, our service for that, Mohawk Marketing, and actually marketing um, Disneyland Hong Kong as a venue for MICE events. And it's like, uh, but you could do that on LinkedIn by targeting the event organizers. So we do that for people who don't realize the power that you can actually use Sales Navigator to do that. And then my fourth brand is Chris J. Reed Mastery, and that's masterclasses that engage, delight, educate, and entertain. And that's what we do there. And that's all about LinkedIn masterclasses, personal branding masterclasses. Uh, very much, very, very, that's very much where multinationals come in and say, we need to hire you to train our team. We need to hire you to train our sales team, our marketing team, or our C-suite. You, you just reminded me of, of something that, uh, else that you brought up in, in uh, the Startup Grind talk, which was uh, you, you, you had a great example. We were, I think we were talking about hashtags mm. and the importance of uh, hashtagging and, and, and basically tagging people. And you talked about uh, Ritz-Carlton. And uh, I don't know if you, can you share that story with, uh, with my audience? Because I think it's phenomenal. 
Yeah, it's just that's a fantastic example of content marketing. Very simple, authentic, and original, compelling content marketing. I arrived at the Ritz Carlton not last time, but the time before, and my room wasn't ready. So I said, "Look, I need to, you know, refresh up, and I need to basically um, make have some meetings." And they said, "Oh, it's no problem at all. No problem at all. You can use our boardroom, and we won't even charge you for it." I thought this is phenomenal. So everyone got brought into the boardroom. I made my meetings, and everyone's going, "Wow, it's amazing!" Chris has got the boardroom, the Ritz Carlton. You know, the highest hotel in the whole of the world, the most beautiful <laughs> boardroom in the whole of the world. And so I posted a. a uh, like a picture of me sitting on the table of the boardroom in my ACDC back in black t-shirt. Yes. I got 55,000 views and hundreds of comments. People go, wow, it's amazing. The Ritz-Carlton's amazing. The Ritz-Carlton's customer service incredible. And then the CEO of the group that owns the Ritz-Carlton um, basically um, saw that picture on LinkedIn, commented, shared, because somebody else within the group shared it with him, arranged for me to meet him two days later. He then becomes a client as a result of that and then recommends everybody else within the whole group to become clients as well. So as a result of that, we work for him. We work for the Ritz-Carlton in Hong Kong. We work for the Ritz-Carlton in Shanghai. We work for the W in Hong Kong, which is they're all owned by this particular group. And then we're kind of looking at other hotels as well. But as a result of one photograph, in one occasion, we picked up four clients. That's incredible. I, I was I was saying to you earlier that that should be your your marketing plan in every city that you visit in every hotel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and that's a just a perfect example of of the power of LinkedIn if you do it right and you do it correctly. Now uh, with with uh, you have you, you mentioned you have the the your four business lines. Anything else on your radar for twenty eighteen? Is anything that you're super excited about? Um, you know, whether it's uh, personal or, or one of your business lines or with, with LinkedIn in general. Yes, they're very, very excited. We're about to launch another company, another brand called Spark, and it's called LinkedIn plus Tinder equals match. And what we aim to do there is nice. we aim to get entrepreneurs, we help them find love, but we help them find professional love. I don't mean professional love as in that professionally you pay for the love. What I mean is <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that. What I mean is that when you're on Tinder, and you see some terrible profiles, that reflects on whether you can actually then have a relationship with someone. So we basically look at how you enhance your profile on Tinder, but then back it up and have a link to your LinkedIn. Because a lot of professionals want to connect mm. and want to go out with other professionals. I mean, I live in Singapore, and you know, I use Tinder all the time, but a lot of people are on Tinder. They're, they're domestic helpers. They are maybe uh, people uh, kind of like who are just not professionals. And I've been out with a few, and it's fantastic, but you're never going to have a long-term relationship with them because you're just not on the same wavelength. Right? If I can actually right. look at someone's LinkedIn, what I tend to do is try and find their LinkedIn when I, when I um, connect with them on, on Tinder, for example, to see who we both know, what they do, what they are. Um, and then see what how much we're going to have in common when we chat, for example, and vice versa. I put mine out there and say, look, check out my LinkedIn. And also what this does is it reassures the woman that actually you're a real person and for a real profession and they can see you are. And they can basically you know, have that all kind of like, I don't want to meet someone because it's dangerous side of things. That's all totally removed. I mean, it's in Singapore anyway, so it's very safe. But even so, people are still nervous about meeting people. Uh, women are more nervous than men. So it's very much to say, look, here's my LinkedIn. Here's my recommendations. Here's people we both know. Here's the profession we're in. You know, you're safe and you're sound. And this is what my brand is. Let's talk about that. So it's basically reassures people. I had lots of people check me out and say, thank you very much for doing that. It's fantastic. You know, let's meet up and then let's see what goes from there. But vice versa. I want to see other people's LinkedIn. So we help people actually do that on Tinder. And we're going to launch that kind of mid, uh, mid-April. mid We're just doing the creative at the moment. But yeah, it's very, very excited about that. Because what we're doing is looking at how else we can use LinkedIn to basically help people in their lives. And if we can help them become happier professionals because they found love, then that's one way of making them a happy professional and a happier person in the world. 
That's actually uh, that's a great idea. I don't. I, I feel like uh, I'm I'm surprised that it doesn't exist already. Because when you think about, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm I'm I've been married for a long time, so I, I'm not in the market or anything. But I know that for a fact. Look, it's a, it's very easy to sort of uh, whip together a fake quote oh, unquote yeah. fake Match.com profile yeah. or Tinder, what what have yeah. you. But you know, it makes perfect sense. You know, I mean, it, it's if you have a professional profile up there, then, you know, that's, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's your sort of credibility sure. and, and uh, social sure. proof that you're actually a real yeah. person. You're not a psycho, yeah. this sort of thing. Right. And it also gets around the fact that a lot of people on, on LinkedIn, for example, say, oh, you know, LinkedIn's not for dating. And actually, I disagree because actually, where do you meet most people? Where do most people meet their spouses or their partners? At work. Right. I've met so many people at work, in my co-working space, in my uh, in, in an event, uh, people who become partners or clients, people at a networking event, and they're all at work in one respect. So those same people are on LinkedIn. So why shouldn't LinkedIn be about dating in a professional context? So what this does is it takes it away from LinkedIn, because I can understand why people do not want to be messaged on LinkedIn itself. No problem with that at all. So you move it away to Tinder, then you have the backup of saying, well, here is my professional profile. You can now check me out, and I can now check you out. So it basically achieves that um, that's objective for people who are looking for love and someone who is in a business community, but it takes it away from um, LinkedIn while still using the LinkedIn profile. That's brilliant. Uh, that's a, such a good idea. What, what, what's that uh, business line called again? Is it Spark? It's called Spark. Spark. Because right. Tinder Tinder's all about a flame, you see. So I thought, yep, yeah, a flame <laughs> to attach to the spark and then boom, hopefully you have passion. Very, very smart. Chris, there, it's been so, so good to, uh, talking to you. Thank you so much for always bringing the value uh, wherever you are. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, the audience is going to get a lot, a lot out of this, uh, of, of this uh, uh, t- podcast. Um, what's the best place that people can find you, follow you, or connect with you? Uh, this is kind of funny because we obviously don't LinkedIn. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, maybe they, if people want to know a little bit more about what you do or, may, or maybe even uh, or work with you uh, because I know that you, you, you have uh, – you, you have a very serious, uh, you know, you, you've helped a lot of people in, uh, out in, in LinkedIn and it directly affects their bottom line. So where can people find you? They can obviously find me on LinkedIn. So you can message me for free on LinkedIn. Uh, all my recommendations, my 525 LinkedIn recommendations are there. So you can check those out. Uh, we've got 25 of our staff who are also listed there. Um, we basically have our, you know, everything from our case studies uh, in terms of people uh, talking about us, but in terms of our YouTube channel and lots of my blogs there as well. So you can check all that out. You obviously can read both my books as well, which is LinkedIn Mastery for Entrepreneurs and also Personal Branding Mastery for Entrepreneurs available on Amazon in every single format going. So, but yeah, contact me on LinkedIn. It's the easiest way to do it because then you can check out my LinkedIn profile and I can check out yours and we can see if we can help you. Right. And uh, and there's blackmarketing.com uh, also the sort of... Correct. Blackmarketing.com, mohawkmarketing.com, chrisjreedmastery.com, darkartandmarketing.com and of course, chrisjreed.com as well. So we have all the .coms. You got it. You got it covered. Thanks so much, Chris. Really appreciate it. I had a great, had a great time today and uh, and yeah, we're, we're looking forward to implementing some of the tips that you gave us. So really appreciate it. Best of luck. All right. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week.
This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness. 